Hi everyone, this is Rico and Tony. We're the Altieri Brothers, and welcome to the Art of Hair podcast. For the last four decades, we have been hair industry leaders as salon owners, celebrity hairstylists, platform artists, educators, and mentors in the awesome world of professional beauty. Our mission is to inspire and motivate you to become the best, the best hairdresser, the best artist, and the best person that you can be. It's time, time to reach for the stars, let ourselves dream and then turn those dreams into reality this is your time right now so let's do this how's everybody doing out there this is tony altieri i'm with my brother ricardo altieri and we have got a fantastic program for you today this is altieri the art of hair podcast and we've got some great information to share with you ricardo it's all yours the gentleman that we have today is so amazing He and his family have put such a huge imprint on the entire beauty industry. He and his family are still going strong, stronger than ever, and will be one of the entities that has contributed the most to this profession we all love. A massive contribution. Sanriz Salons, Sanriz Academy, Sanriz Shows, Sanriz Training Systems, Sanriz Video and Photography Sessions, a successful product line. And on top of that, he personally is the co-creator of the iconic alternative hair show he's one of the warmest and nicest and most humble superstars in the industry today ladies and gentlemen the incomparable tony rizzo hi tony hi guys yeah thank you very much for that wonderful and uh, uh humbling um interesting um connotations of uh of uh, of me thank you very much i'm very very humble but more than that i'm actually very very grateful that actually remember me you know because it's been such a long time since we actually did the events in uh, in uh, san ritz events in america but more than that i think the last time we did the alternative version in chicago was way back probably now about seven or eight years ago maybe nine the actual date but uh, Thank you very much for remembering, because obviously the area that we live in is at the moment changed a lot. And this sort of communication for me is uh, I'm very privileged. Thank you very much for you guys remembering me. Yeah, Remembering you. You're the man. You're the myth. And you are one of the legends. Tony, let me ask you a couple of questions, because I like, you know, our newer and younger, most recent podcast listeners. They want to hear how you started. That's always a, you know, a game changer when we're interviewing people. I'm Italian. I, I think I was eight years old when we emigrated to England from South Italy. So I was born in South Italy, south of Naples, in a small town called Vallo, which is really, uh, I suppose, after the, in the 50s uh, and the 60s, uh, it was a very, very poor, poor area. So I think my parents decided to emigrate to England and in the 60s. So I... I was only eight years old. My two brothers, I had Osvaldo, who's uh, 11 months younger. Ricardo, which is the, the same as your name, Ricky, he's four years younger. So we're, we all came over here way back in 1961. So when we came to England, it was a different ball game then because obviously you had to get visas and you couldn't travel as you do now very, very, very freely. Then you have to get permission. You have to get visas. It took a long time for my parents to get their immigration papers. It almost took two years to be able to come to a country like UK, England. So being here all that time, I did my schooling in England and uh, my sports, everything. And I started very early in hairdressing. I must have been about 14 years old. And just by accompanying my mother to her hairdresser, I liked the ambience. And I asked for a Saturday job, going to school and you know, starting hairdressing. 
the guy that was uh, my first uh, boss, let's say, his name was Gino. His surname was Pizzo, P-I-Z-Z-O, not like myself, R-I-Z-Z-O. And he was Sicilian, but an incredible hairdresser and came from the uh, more competition side of things. And he was a world champion. And I was very lucky to make acquaintance with him and that he liked he liked me and he took me under his wings. So that's how I started hairdressing. I started hairdressing with an Italian uh, compatriot. And uh, his style of hairdressing is very, very different to what we know now. But in, in many ways, the discipline that he had was uh, the, the cornerstone of my makeup or what I became or what still I think of hairdressing that brings me through my, my own career. As I look at your, your work, I want to find out where you got your style. Your style is sort of like a combination of Sassoon and TG with your own twist on it. If you could yeah, kind of get into that. Say that. Because obviously it's funny that my best friends, of course, you know, one was Vidal and the other good friend I have is Anthony Mascolo. So it's it's ironic that uh, coming from the same part of the world as the, the Tony and mm. Guy family, you know, the Mascolo brothers, and I've known them all my career an incredible admiration for them and also what they've done for the for our industry. So yes, they do have that. I mean, I started my hairdressing in a way, starting from the Italian sense. The mm-hmm. style was very, very softer. I mean, we used to, I used to cut with a razor before I joined mm-hmm. Sassoon. Mm-hmm. So my razor cutting and my styling, was, everything was about setting. So mm-hmm. I had that set feel mm-hmm. and that round brush finish. When I joined mm-hmm. Sassoon in the early 70s, everything changed. You know, it was very, very strong, very disciplined, and more than that, very structured, which I actually loved. I mean, I mm-hmm. love the strong asymmetric feel, but I like the discipline from it. And that's what gave me, I suppose, my own, my own style. I wanted mm-hmm. to create my own style in as far as understanding education in a more simpler way, in more simplicity. So taking a bit of what I had from the Italian sentiment, Mm -hmm. the part that I had obviously from Vidal himself, and put that together and created my own techniques. And then started 40 years ago, the sandwich system, you know, in uh, in our cutting system. But it's, it's, I like to feel it's very unique. It's got a very strong element of discipline, but most important, there's a twist to it, a flair of femininity, mm-hmm. which I feel we need. And um, as myself or my two brothers joined me in hairdressing, we had that sort of uh, in style where my brother, Ozzy, was much more editorial. Mm-hmm. Ricky, my younger brother, he was very, very, very strong. That's all he learned was Sassoon, as mm-hmm. Ozzy and I learned a little bit more of that Italian flair. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, he, he created more of the looks for uh, editorial as mm. I created more than looks for education. And we mm. combined those two together and created, you know, San Ritz in many ways. Your salons, when did they come into being? When I, I left Sassoon way back in, uh, I started in 72 and I left, I think it must have been about 78, 79. Mm. And then I started San Ritz uh, in 1980. Uh, with my two brothers, mainly because I, when I left Sassoon, myself and my, my ex-partner, another guy called John Santilli, who was really the first educator of uh, the Sassoon system. And together, him and I went out to Japan for about three months. And uh, his name being John Santilli, my name being Tony Ritzel, ah. we, we got the San and the Ritz together. At the same yeah. time, San means three in Japanese, Ichini San. San Ritz, we are three brothers, so San Ritz. Got it. Uh, another compatriot from the Sassoon uh, period that started the education way back 
in the early 70s. Was, his name was John Santilli, and great educator, still is a great educator even, uh, even now. But he lives in Rome, and he's been there now since, uh, since the 80s, yeah. Wow. Incredible story. I mean, your story has gone way back when you were almost a, you were a child when you started. So hairdressing has been pretty much your whole life. Oh, absolutely. No I'm not unlike yourselves, I, I presume. Oh, and that's where I'm leading to. This is what I want to ask you because I'm very interested in this. And I'm sure my brother is yeah. too. You're, you're a family man. Oh, absolutely. You're a family I, I business. Have, um, I have um, very much a family man. Obviously, I have uh, four children on my own. Two of my boys are in the in the business, Leonardo and uh, Rudy, and I have two boys, two girls. My first uh, oldest daughter, she's a, a head teacher, so she's in the teaching. She started first in the hairdressing, but then <laughs> went into normal teaching because my wife was a school teacher herself. So, mm. and my other daughter, she's a graphic designer. She's a very very successful graphic designer, and she. So yes, so we're all in a way in the arts in many ways. And where I'm leading to with this is because, okay, we were talking about the Mascolos earlier, and obviously to your family as well, and also the Altieri family. You know, we're all from southern Italy. My father was born and raised in just outside Naples. Yeah, what town? Cereto Sanita. Oh, Cereto Sanita. Cereto Sanita. What area? Benevento. Benevento. I love that area. Very, very much, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, you know, Italians, it's a family it's a family situation will always be. I mean, I'm, I've been blessed to work with my brother for mm. since day one. And, you know, what we've done and what you've done. And, you know, we get to the business, a commitment. Right. It's in our blood. It's in our genes. It's our passion. It's what gets us excited. I think our industry is very much, you know, when you talk about family, yeah, it, it is very much a commitment to, to family because, I mean, I started the hairdressing in my family. My father was a chef. My mother used to be a, a housekeeper. But it's family that went. And I know a lot of colleagues that have got their children in the hairdressing business. Now we have my, my boys are in the hairdressing business, so it's second generation. So, and that's what, what it's been like. And, and I think when, when, when I speak to Anthony, obviously his fathers came to England in the early 60s and they started Tony and Guy. But before that, there were hairdressing dynasty in their part of the world. I mean, there are five generations in, in the field. So it's generations after generation that, that have mastered their, their, um, their craft. Right. And only recently, I discovered that there was a generation's past. There was hairdressing in my generation, but going huh. back more. During the period of Napoleon Ooh. in South <laughs> Italy, they, we discovered that there was a Salon Rizzo. Oh, my goodness. And it said, actually, it's in a guidebook and then I discovered that perhaps I may have it may have jumped generations. Yeah. So it is probably in the blood and it stays in there because it is, you know, our industry so, is, is about creating and making people look good and feel good and we feel better for it. So yeah, the passion is strong, but also that we have a discipline with it. It's not just about, you know, cutting hair or starting and making something. It's a bit more than that. And I think it's something that we we like to talk about and we like to e- express ourselves. But more than that, we're dealing with people on a one-to-one basis, and that gives us our challenges every day. And uh, we're like, um, uh, I suppose, uh, in, in many ways, when we talk to clients, they feel that they can talk to us because we listen in many ways, and we are we're we connected with them, and we connect with people because we are close by. And you can't do that online, unfortunately. You just cannot. <laughs> And in the last few months that we've been shut down, it's taught us a lot how to communicate differently and also mm-hmm. how to respect, I, more, more than that, the craft that we're in. 
Mm-hmm. And how in demand we are. I mean, in, in England, we have people that have been arrested because they're doing private work in, in basements. And, you know, even policemen mm-hmm. are going into barbers, the back room, to try and get their hair cut because, you know, yeah. it's, it's that sort of, of industry. In Italy, in Naples, they're, they're I mean, they're, they're open. They're, they're allowing hairdressers to stay open because of that, I think, mentality. How can people stay without a hairdresser? Yeah. And it's, uh, it's fascinating. It really is in that respect. But anyway, I think that the part of uh, how we started is will always stay with us because we have to think about where it came from. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of the young generation feel we just appeared, we just happened, but it takes a lot of dedication and a lot of time and a lot of commitment and a continuation. You know, what you're doing now is obviously, I suppose the next step is to mm-hmm. encourage us, encourage young people, and, mm-hmm. and which is fascinating what you're doing. I was going to say, Tony, you're somebody that is so respected in the industry and so and so accomplished that you were one of the first people that we thought we wanted to have on this on the show. So we've covered your salons and your academy. Your academy is still going, correct? The good news is, is yes, we celebrate 40 years this year in, in the education and we won also the British Hairdressing Awards of Education. We, we just won this award now, which is incredible. That's yeah, huge. So yes, I mean it's uh, it's the hairdressing awards that the, that the British hairdressing award to give out after so many years. We just we were pleased that we won this award. That's incredible. And it's also dedication to to the industry that we care for. And we started a couple of years ago a scholarship program for hairdressers coming into the business, where rather than going into a college or whatever, we will finance your education with us if you pass a test. And we'll take on about 12 scholarships, which we will finance their education throughout nine months. And so I think part of that and the giving something back to, to the craft of the education is important to us. You know, I've seen pictures of your sons. They're super cool looking. They're very sexy. Yeah, guys. they are. They are. They're, uh, yeah. We're their two brothers now. A bit like yeah. your Leonardo and Rudy. When I told my boys that I've got these Altieri brothers that uh, were, I mean, in fact, when I used to, I remember in America, we used to work for Major with Artie. I mean, you were mobbed. I mean, I just, we couldn't believe it. I said, these are two brothers and they're freaking mobbed all the time. So, and Leonardo and Rudy, it would be nice to get some of your shows online so I could show them what you guys were up to and yeah. how you perform. I would love to have that to show them, look, this is how it used to be. It isn't like that anymore, right. I think. But yeah. like I said, they are quite serious, but they're very good. They communicate well together oh, yeah. and they have fun. It's not just seriousness. They have fun enjoying what they're doing sure. and they're expressing that. But at the same time, they're serious about their craft. Oh, yeah. They do great hair, Tony. Thank you. Oh, for sure. What That's our you... next podcast, Rico. We should do that. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We're going to sit them side by side where Tony is, and I want to grind them. I want to grind them. I, I love yeah. the guys. I've seen pictures of them. I've never met them, but I, I love them from the pictures that I've seen. They kind of re- sort of remind me of you and I, Tony. So I have a fondness for them in my heart. Thank you. Hey guys, this is Ricardo. I just wanted to get in here for a second and tell you about a product line that Tony and I have developed just for you. It's a line for professional hair artists that are looking for every advantage to take their work to the next level. The line is called The Art of Hair, and it is a line of professional hair care products to use in the salon behind the chair that will help you create the best results you have ever seen. The way these products perform is truly incredible. 
It's all due to a very few things. First is our refusal to put our name on anything that is not the best in the industry. And next, we use the highest quality ingredients that's containing a botanical blend of antioxidants that will strengthen and hydrate while creating the healthiest hair on earth. The Art of Hair products are the most innovative, cutting edge performance driven products to hit the market ever. Let's take your salon game to the next level. Go to altieritheartofhair.com. Your clients will love you. Tony, what are the what are the keys to your success? Why why have you been so successful? I, this is what I want maybe the younger hairdressers to learn from you. Cargo, I, I never know what is success. Success, it is a word. And other people see that. But how do you measure it? You, you, you don't. I think I just love doing what I do. I keep doing it. I look at the principles why I started. And I always think about the beginning, how I started. And obviously, there was a hunger about what we were doing. And I think while you have that hunger, you obviously meet people in your career and you follow, listen, and most important, always learn from your peers. Oh, yeah. Because we never know enough. And, sure. and I think that is the principle in how I work and how I, I share that with my team. I share mm-hmm. that with my top people and especially with mm-hmm. my, my boys. I, mm-hmm. I share that with them. Obviously, we want them to have their own road and mm-hmm. learn their way. But mm-hmm. I think success is because I've been lucky by having, a, a I suppose, a knowledge, but most important, knowing people and asking people and accepting people that have something that they offer our industry. And the most important thing that I know is that everybody has something to offer. There's a box for each one to to be categorized in, and nobody can be master of all. And I think if you have that philosophy and you stick to what you know best, and at the same time, try to improve on it and have time for other people, then I feel that that's my success. Success mm-hmm. in, in uh, materialistic things has, has never been my goal, because if that was the fact, I could have given up a long, long time ago. But it's not. Mm-hmm. It's what drives me forward is um, the love and the passion that we have in always learning something new. I agree. That's well put. Tony. I got a super important question. I've been thinking about this for a couple of days since I know that we were in this podcast with you. What's going on with the Alternative Hair Show right now? Well, it's funny you should say, because last year was our first, we, we, we weren't sure what we were able to do the Alternative Air Show. And when we did launch the Alternative Air Show last year, and our theme was Imagine, we, we always launched at the beginning of the year, like around end of January, February. And then, of course, we had a close down and shut down. And of course, we, we weren't sure what we were going to do, because we couldn't get a theater. We couldn't get the Royal Albert Hall. I'm not going to talk about sponsorship because that's always a big problem anyway. But then we thought, what do we do? Well, you know, we have a lot of creative people. And I got together with Anthony and our producer. And uh, why don't we do a virtual show? So that means that we base everything on our rules and regulations of the show, which is always secretive to the people that are going to do the show. And then we say, we'll do it virtual. And Anthony and I said, we're going to do it free. We're not going to charge anybody. We want everybody to be able to see the show and hopefully they'll donate. So we got every artist, we gave them the rules and regulations to make a film of what they were going to produce. The film had to be in a specific way, 
their own themes. We made sure that then everybody had a, it, there was a balance of, uh, of creativity. And uh, some of them used the show and choreographed the show. Some of them did shows where they were on, a lot of them were actually on location, which was quite nice. So you, you actually got yeah. the feel of that country. So, you know, you got the feel of uh, Japan, the feel of Russia, feel of mm. Germany, Spain, Italy. And then the most important thing about it is then we get all the information, the films in, and we put it in a total show, and then we go live. We present it. And that was also the same with the competition. The competition was slightly harder to do because we asked all the finalists to send a film of their model like they'd be on a catwalk. So all that material came in. And then, of course, the biggest job is editing all that down mm. and putting it in a format. So the competition, you had the format of the cut and color, uh, the men and the avant-garde. And on each category, you have to put them in a, in a way where the judges could see the looks, because obviously the judges were in different countries, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And then they send the results in, and then we get our winners. But the alternative issue, what was nice about it, it was just like seeing pop promos, right? Mm-hmm. And then it could just flow, and that was good. But we had over 800,000 people see the show. What? Uh-huh. Wow. And it's still growing. And at the moment, I mean, it's still online. So you go to our website, you can still see it. Sadly, we didn't get as many donations as we would have liked. You know, when we do a show, we'd raise about almost a quarter of a million mm-hmm. because we sell tickets. So we're planning this year, and you're the first people to hear this. We're planning to do a two-day extravaganza where we have the competition, the Visionary Award, which is Anthony's baby. And then we have a new show called The New Visionaries. And that is in a show format where people that have been finalists in the Visionary Award more than three times and that have won the Visionary Award and runners-up, they're eligible to enter this show. So it'll be like a mini alternative. And instead of doing a two-minute, three-minute film, it'll be a one-and-a-half-minute film, maximum three models. And we will get them to perform that show, and then we'll put it all together in a show format. So it'll be like seeing 20 artists up and coming. Some of them are, you know, are well-known names as well. And there'll be a cross-section between avant-garde, cut and color, couture, glamour, and these are the categories. And then we will put it all together. And it has to flow, like, you know, seeing perhaps a hair fashion show where there is hair, glamour, clothes, choreography, all in one. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully, the two, it'll be over two days, and we hope to probably reach two million. That's our target, wow. you know, on the show. And that's in October the 9th and 10th of October this year. Fantastic. Maybe you so could do it. Oh. send all that information with pleasure because we would love to have you to be our judges on the competition as well as probably it would be nice for you to sort of give us some of your opinions because it's very important for us to get new blood all the time. I'd love to. In, well, in let me tell you something real quick. Mm. I'm going to work in about an hour and yeah. I'm motivated that I'm going to kick <laughs> some ass in the salon. It's, it's making us all feel good through communicating yeah. I miss hair shows. We all miss hair shows. I'm education. We well, I, you know, you and I, I love hair shows. I love the production of it. Over 38 years, I'm going to ask you something now that's very important. Over 38 years, we have raised over 13 million for our fight in leukemia. And we are a grant-given organization. So we fund now special research into childhood leukemias. Now, childhood leukemias 
there's 144 different types of blood cancers. And so, and it affects more children than any other disease. We're also funding research into third world countries, which are very important, which don't have the resources that Western world have. And at the same time, we're still doing new drug therapy. A lot of the drug therapies are existing that now can be used to treat leukemias. We're finding some incredible results. So that's what our foundation does. At the same time, this year, we're launching Alternative Air Creative Community. Mm. We want to make it a membership. So just for, I think, £49 a year, that member can have access to 38 years of shows. So you can watch our very first show that we did way back in 1983. Wow. With some of the biggest names that, you know, sadly, some of them are not with us anymore. Yeah. And I've had 11 years of some of the nice, you know, artists from America, from all over the world, and you'll be able to see them. And some of these shows, yeah, if you look at eight, the 80s shows, they're phenomenal. And you'll resonate with that when you start to see them. So I'm going oh, to send yeah. the link so you can start to see those. We so it'd be nice that. for you to promote that for us. We will do and so. We will promote it. It's going to be called the New Alternative Air Creative Community. And we want some of the biggest names to be part of it. It's called the Alternative Air Creative Community. Alternative Air Show Creative Community Membership. So for many, many years, we wanted to get everybody to be a member of a community that not only gives, but also receives. Not only can give their material, and we'll have it on the platform to share it. Yes. And for us, that's very important. Oh, God, yeah. There's not many people yeah, yeah. hear about other things that happen around us and other possibilities that can be given. Yes, that's beautiful. You know, we created our podcast to be a community where hairdressers can come to get inspired and motivated. We're definitely going to share this with our listeners. We'll have it in all of our show notes. We'll have every single thing about how they can be involved with this. That's Bring incredible. Them to our show notes. You're amazing. I remember the one of the highlights of my career, I, I'm not going to speak for Tony, but I think I, I am, was when we got invited to do the alternative show by you. I couldn't believe it. I remember you called and then and then you asked us to do the show and I put the phone down. I started screaming, running around the house. It was like winning the Academy Award. Well, I, was, I, I wanted to invite you a long time ago. And I, I said, if I can't get these boys on, and when I oh. phoned you, I was <laughs> delighted that you were able to do it. Oh God, it was a treat. It was one of the highlights of our of our yeah. career. Yeah. It was such an honor. Where are you guys going? I, I mean, you just told us all these things that are coming up. That's fantastic. Are your sons going to take over the legacy as well? I like to think that very much that they will do. I mean, the Alternative Air has got a working committee. Anthony Maskell is the president. We've got a couple of other people to work on on the show itself, which is great. It is. It gets tougher every year, as you know. It, we, we ask a lot of artists worldwide all the time, where do they will give their time and energy because they're expensive to do. Shows are expensive. They're not cheap, you, as you know. If you've got Tony Rezzo and Anthony Moscolo heading something together, there's no way it's going to fail. I'm sorry. You guys are amazing, incredible hairdressers. I, I just urge, like, if there's some young listeners that have never, yeah, I couldn't imagine it, but if you've never seen the work of 
Tony Rizzo, San Riz, his boys, his company, his academy. And then on top of that, Anthony Moscolo, who is one of the world's most incredible hairdressers ever born. The guy's a genius. genius. And the nice thing about all of of these guys, like yourself, they're humble, right? Oh, God. Yeah, he's he's, he's so nice. And and that's reassuring because everybody's approachable. And and I think that's I've been very lucky in that respect. I've been very lucky that when I pick up a telephone and I call Luis Longueras and, and I say, Luis, I want you to do the alternative air show. And when he freaking says... Tony, of course. And I'm blown away, yeah? You know, like yourselves. And I, I have to say that one of, one of, another guy that's very, very humble, I don't know if you remember John Sahag. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I mean, that guy came to, he wanted to do the alternative air show. I asked him to do the alternative air show. i never forget this. He flew over to London. He came to see me. And I showed him, I took him to the Arbor Hall. And I said, Tony, this is incredible. He did a lovely show. But I humbled. I then went to see him. And, you know, I, I get very shy going to other people's salon. I don't know what you guys are like. I do, but when I do go, just to see that guy, the way he worked with his hands. I mean, I, I you know, I've seen a, many, many hairdressers. And I tell you what, that guy was so talented. Yeah. But he was so humble. Yeah. Yeah. He was Sadly, special. We lost him and we lost a lot of people in, the, in mm-hmm. our industry that were like that. And I think these are the things that I remember. And when I go through the creative community and see some of those shows and see some of those shows that you guys have done, some of the shows that the other people have done for the alternative, not only is it a great legacy to our craft, but it will live on forever. And when I decided some years ago to digitize all these mm-hmm. past shows and it took quite a long time, finally, I managed to get everything on. Now it belongs to everybody. Yeah. And that's what I'd like to say that if I can reach 40 years doing the alternative air show, I've got another this year and hopefully next year. I then hopefully I may pass it on. Let's let's hope that I can. But mm-hmm. um, it would be nice to be able to leave it to a younger audience. But it's important that they understand that creativity gives us a passion. But it's very important that we network. It's very important that we communicate. And it's more than that. I think it's very important that we don't have boundaries in our work, mm-hmm. that it's approachable in all aspects of what we're doing. I think the industry and especially education is sort of like a tree and you have this trunk that has started the whole tree and then all the branches come off of it, you know, and so we're all connected that way, aren't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I truly believe that very much. It's a great, great, great analogy of what we're about. And I think it's important that now and again, we need uh, to be watered. And yeah. hopefully with the seasons, we will uh, come out of this pandemic and be more fruitful, but also more thoughtful for others. Yeah. And yeah. I think what's important is to reach out for all the people that have given us that um, branch and helped us in our creativity. And I hope that very much that you and your brother continue what you're doing because it's fantastic that you're still passionate and interested in other people as well. Oh, thank you. Yes, we are. And we respect and admire you so much. You have no idea. And all the people that you have influenced is you have put the most incredible, I think it could be almost the biggest contribution into the industry ever. It's our honor to have you here. As you're saying that, Rico, I've got the chills going. And this is exactly what I was thinking this thing was going to turn out to. It, would, it is 
we have the man, we've got the myth, we've got the legend, and his legacy is going to live on, hopefully through his family, or I'm going to kick those two boys' butts. You better. <laughs> but I will. Let's get together once again now, one day. Send me a link of some of your stuff. If you've got something, I really would love to share it. And i okay. like to put it on our on our creative community. You know, it would be wonderful to have you and be part of our masters, yeah? I would like to send you an invitation. I hope you'll take it on board. We want all the people that have done the Alternative Asia to be our our masters, yeah, on our creative community. And I think that would be great for us to link up a little bit more and also in what you're doing. I want to thank you very much for inviting me to do this podcast. Are you near each other or not? Are you far away from each other? I'm in Los Angeles, so we're about 60 okay, miles okay. apart. You know, I know Newport Beach is really nice, yeah. I was there last October, November, and I did the whole coast. I went down to I went down to San Jose. Yeah, yeah. lovely. Yeah. I love that area. You're very, very lucky. Yeah, and yeah. I'm so pleased to see you both. You look well as well, energetic. You look fantastic. I, I, I wish for you to be to be uh, have all the best luck in the world. Uh, lots of love, and most important, to, that God bless you more in what you're doing. Love you. Thank you so much. Ciao, Tony. Ciao, that was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Art of Hair podcast with the Altieri Brothers. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For full show notes, full transcripts, and resources to help you become the best, visit us at altierytheartofhair.com. And you can also find us on Instagram at altierytheartofhair.com.